I'm, I am happy. I am there. I'm not happy every day. You know, like there's just, yeah. nobody can be happy every day. So I think we should stop thinking about happiness as like an emotion, you know, where you feel something you're going to feel crappy. I mean, that's not, that doesn't mean you're not happy. Welcome back to another episode of the being whole podcast. I'm so excited that you're here this week when we're talking to my friend, Niana Sen. Niana has 18 plus years experience managing programs and projects for government and private sectors. She's managed a public affairs department of a federal government entity in Florida, and she owns a training business centered on skills like communication, leadership, and teamwork. She's also focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion training. I'm so excited about this chat with Niana today because we cover a lot of ground in terms of how you can move through things in your personal life and grow professionally. Hello, everyone. Today, again, we are here with my friend, Niana. And Niana, I'm so grateful to have you here. I've kind of told everyone about what a badass I think you are. I know that you are a popular podcast host. Obviously, you're a professional businesswoman. You're raising a child. What are other things that you're doing right now in your life that have brought you to this point? I am um, really excited to be here on your podcast. I, uh, I saw it and I was just like, um, I really hope I get to be on her show. So I'm so grateful that you asked me to be here. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I, I thought before the pandemic, I was going to be somebody else, you know, like, um, and then during the pandemic, everything in my brain has kind of shifted around. So I would say most of my time goes to just managing the day-to-day -day of uh, having like a, a child with some learning issues homeschooling because yeah he has a curriculum and stuff but guess who's like the person that's got to make sure that it all gets done in addition to my work and all this other stuff that I committed myself to so I would say most of my time now kind of just goes towards just kind of like staying above water and um it's really hard because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm one of those super ambitious people you know I've kind of I, I've tried to not be, you know, I've tried to like, but it doesn't work, right? Like you have to be yourself. And so I'm like, give me more. I'll take it on. I'll, I want to do this. I want to do that. And um, then I just kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, calm down. Let's just take a day or two off before you burn out. So um, honestly, that's what I've been doing. Just trying to manage my day-to-day -day, um, and keeping my sight focus kind of towards the future and like the bigger picture like we'll get through this kind of thing and um just hoping for the best <laughs> you know okay so hearing you talk um you know just people who just happen to listen to this hearing you say you have all these things that you're managing and everything like that and you're hoping for the best and you're getting through you have such a positive energy and such a positive spirit even th though you have such a busy life so I'm wondering if you can give us a little bit of backstory in terms of what made you into a strong, resilient person who can handle all of these things that life is throwing at you, or what are some different things that you've gone through in your life that have brought you to that place, that mindset where you're like, you know what, there is a bigger picture. This isn't something I can focus on. Um, you know, I think the thing that really just changed me as a person is uh the the death of my father like four and a half years ago and you know I had kind of 
known it was coming. He was sick for a while, but then until someone actually dies or passes away and um, you don't really know what to expect, right? Um, he was not uh, fully conscious. He wasn't even conscious. His, you know, he had a he had a heart attack that led to him becoming pretty much, you know, bedridden. His brain was not working. So, so he was just, but he was not that person, you know, all his life, he was loud. He, he always had an opinion. He was, you know, so it was just so different to see him that way. And um, so I sat with him in the room until he passed. I held his hand. So I didn't think I could do something like that. I mean, I've always been scared of everything, right? Scared of, oh my God, sitting there watching death happen. Like, okay. So I would say that fundamentally like changed who I was as a person, right? So up until then, you know, I did the things like it went to school, I got married, I got divorced, got married again, had a kid, had a house, had a this, had a that. And um, I was just, you know, just life. But from there, I just don't think I'm the same person. So um, after that, I've just, you know, I was like in $60,000 of debt for no reason. I don't know what I was in debt for. Um, I was in a horrible, unhappy marriage. And I don't like to talk about it too much because, you know, we have a child together. So I, I don't want to um, badmouth his dad or anything like that or have him somehow down the road hear that. But it was not a good situation. I'm just happy to be out of it. Um, but that really fundamentally changed me where I'm just like, you know what, life is short and I'm not going to sit here and be miserable. Um, I'm going to control what I can control, do what I can do. And I'm going to get up every single day and I'm going to try to, okay, you know, do the best I can do. And every day is not a great day. Every, some days you're going to be tired and that's okay. Um, some days you're going to want to stay in bed and not get up. That's okay. Um, the thing that I really found uh, interesting is that I used to always tell myself I'm not a morning person, right? I'm not, can't handle anything before nine o'clock. I have to have coffee to function. Well, you know what? I get up at the butt crack of dawn, have for years, yeah, have for years, right? I get up. I mean, if I didn't, I wouldn't get my, I wouldn't get out the door to get to work. So I just, since we've been home with the pandemic, I get up earlier and I go to the gym and, um, it's a slow moving progress machine. I'm not one of those people that, you know, you see those stories where you're like, okay, I lost a hundred pounds and okay, well, I gained 15 during the last year. I'm going <laughs> to work on that again. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm one of those slow moving progress people and that's fine. You know, it is fine. Um, I just have, to, I've learned to just accept the different parts of my personality that, you know, uh, one day is like, like if, you know, if, if I was watching myself from like a video point of view, I'd be like, who's showing up today? Who's showing up today? <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's not who's showing up. It's the thing I like to focus on is somebody showing up, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. which version of me is going to be there today, but as long as I'm there in some capacity, I'm going to go with it. But okay. You've said so many wonderful things already. Okay. Just even from the standpoint, you know, thinking about 
you said your dad's death. And one of the things that I think is so important that we need to continually talk about is, you know, it can be any number of things that can be the awakening moment for you or the thing that makes you dig in deeper or the thing that makes you look at your life and be like, oh, what do I need to change or what, where am I? And so even, you know, so many people I think can resonate to what you even said, you know, you look around, you realize, oh, I have this credit card debt or I'm in debt. Like, what did I buy? What did I do? You know, and that's honestly, that's one of the things that we do a lot is we numb out by online shopping or by going out or drinking or doing whatever else, right? And what we're doing is we're numbing out from actually feeling things, from actually being present, from doing everything you said, right? So having that shifting and awakening, not only to help you like in a personal standpoint for your mentality, but yeah, it starts to, you start to realize kind of all the ways where with, when you're not living in intention and awareness and really being present, how, oh yeah, where did that money go? Why did I get this package from Amazon? Or, you know, why do I feel hungover today or whatever it is for you? Right. And so I also love the way that you talk too about, you know, just holding yourself accountable and having some ownership over the things, you know, we tell ourselves stuff all the time, right? Like, oh, I'm not a morning person. Well, then why am I up at 430 every day? (laughs) My body must think I'm a morning person. (laughs) So just even, you know, thank you so much for your honesty and just really reflecting too about, you know, here's some things that were going on. Here's what I wanted to do differently and, and what that really looked like. Cause grief is so hard. It's hard to be in the space of that and to feel like you can get out of it in any way. Yeah, truthfully, I had about a year and a half, I would say between the time my father passed and the time I was functioning again, where I was functioning, I was going to work, but like, I'm I'm surprised I didn't get written up. I didn't, nothing happened, you know, because like, I wasn't there. I wasn't fully anywhere, you know, but um, like, I don't remember a lot of it. So- I relate to that so much. You know, it's, it's funny too, especially with, you know, dissociation or depersonalization or just sometimes when we're in the overwhelm. And I think this is something too, really important to talk with people about when you're in that overwhelm, you don't realize how you are. You're just kind of almost floating through life, right? And you can feel things or you can feel the decisions, but this is where a lot of people I think are feeling this now too. You'll hear people say like, I don't know what happened in the last year or things are just flying by. And it's like that inability to really ground down. And some of it's because there's so much uncertainty or added stress or, you know, the traumas that come up. And it really is like our brain protecting ourselves from having to feel stuff, right? Or from having to really sit with what's going on. And so it's like kind of having that a moment where it's like, okay, my brain is trying to protect me right now, but maybe it's not doing it in the most healthy way. So how can I redirect it? But damn, that takes some discipline. <laughs> well, discipline and like, I, I think it's just, you know, um, making a schedule and just kind of saying, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I don't feel like doing it, but um, I'm going to do something. Even if I can't do the full 45 minute workout that I had set out to do this morning, I'll do 10 of it, you know? Okay. I did it. I did something. And then once you're in the motion, you tend to carry out you know, whatever you started. So it's not, it's not just discipline per se, but it's just the act of, um, you know, you're, you're, you're right. Your brain is going to tell you, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. We're, we're fine. We're fine. You look good. <laughs> Girl, have you seen you lately? You look good. Right. It's like, it's like your brain wants to do one of two things. It's like talking, you ought to do in the thing you should do. And then later it's going to shame you because you didn't do right. it. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't win, but, no, um, but uh, that's that thing back to, you know, your, your moment of, you know, having that awareness or that recognition where, okay, what do I want to change? And it's so funny. I was just talking with somebody this morning about that. Like awareness is a beautiful thing, right? It gets you to one place, but if you don't have then the tools or the mechanisms or the processing after the awareness, awareness is the thing that can make you feel crazy. Cause you're like, oh, that's what I did. Or, oh, this is how I made that mistake. Or, oh, this is how that fits or, oh no. So it's really like learning to take that consciousness and that awareness and not shame yourself for it or not ruminate or live in it, but figure out how to make positive, healthy changes or to, you know, establish things that you can do to go forward. Like everything you're saying, you know, so you said you know, the divorce and, you know, working with your son. I also really want to commend you for what you said about, you know, divorce is hard and anytime you have a relationship that ends I think a lot of times you know everybody wants to know what happened or they want to hear the ins and outs of it and that's something too with my own even when I wrote my book or talking about my divorce that is my kid's dad and that is something that that's a relationship with them and learning even how to work through your own things while not telling other people's stories or while allowing other people to have their process especially your kids and things like that how did you kind of manage through some of the things that you had to manage when you maybe didn't want to talk about it all or couldn't share parts of it or didn't feel comfortable? Um, honestly, I'm a big advocate for counseling. And I think uh, more people should go to counseling when they feel overwhelmed because, uh, you know, you have friends, you have family. And I, and I talk to my friends, I talk to my family, but there's... Um, you know, a trained professional can really make the difference in handling life situations and things like that. And so I did go um, kind of like right before the divorce, I started counseling yet once again to kind of see if I could work out the marriage, you know, kind of. Um, so I didn't go with him. I just went with myself. And then I, and she said, well, why don't you bring him and we'll, you know, talk about it together. And so like, uh, so whatever happened, I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to get divorced. So before the next counseling session, I had decided to, no, this isn't going to work. So, um, I, and then I, I missed the counseling session because I was kind of like, you know, going through this stuff. And then um, I showed up at her office and I think she thought I was having a real mental health crisis because I got the date wrong. So I was just in her office, like, I need to talk to my counselor. <laughs> she's like, I just got the date wrong, but um, she's like, okay, so, all right, let's talk, you know, what's, um, so when do you want to schedule him to come in? I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm done. Um, he's not in my life anymore. She was like, we just met like two weeks ago and you were still actively trying to work things out. I think, um, no, I think you just uh, get to the point in yourself where, you know, there is not any, working this out whether it's a job a relationship or friendship or whatever it is you know you get to that point and you know mm -hmm. within yourself this isn't gonna work so um yeah I did I did I told a lot of people like my close friends my family the things I hadn't um told people before so like I legitimately have a reason why I got divorced I think most people legitimately have a reason right like they don't necessarily want to tell everybody but um you know, I take ownership in that. Like I, I was in the wrong relationship and I allowed myself to stay in that space for a long time. Um, <clears throat> get that. And I think, you know, it, it's 
you know, everybody has a reason for getting divorced. And the thing I want to say is the reason gets to be that you're unhappy, period. You know, and I think that that's the thing, like, you you know, most people who get divorced too, they talk about how they tried or different things. And when you talk about divorce and you talk about the aftermath of it, like you say, you know, you want a reason or you want an explanation or you want to be able to justify it to somebody because it's seen as like such a terrible thing. And by the way, I'm not advocating everybody go get divorced. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying more so is that instead, I wish we could look at it as a space as if the reason is that people are just unhappy and incompatible and we're not working through this or it's damaging to one party or whoever in one certain way that is a reason. And sometimes I think we wait for there to be, oh, you know, they didn't cheat on me or they didn't hit me or they didn't do this and, or whoever says whatever. And I'm not saying that none of that happened in your situation. I don't know your situation. I'm more saying that like just this idea that when is our happiness and when is that what you're saying, that wholeness and that fulfillment and that just waking up and being enjoying in a space that you're in a relationship with another person, like that should be enough to get you to want to stay or leave a relationship, like feeling that, that space, I guess. I'd say like, you know, uh, for me personally, and I, and I think this with my friends and people who are, you know, once you get divorced, other people feel more open to tell you they hate their partner. Right. And you're like, okay, (laughs) so leave. And they're like, I can't leave. Okay. Well, you know, then don't leave. So, yeah, um, but I think it's true. Ultimately, I think it, it comes down to, are you with the person? Like, would you be with that person today? Like if you met them today as the person, as they are, as the person you are today, would you want to continue this relationship? Because, you know, like, you know, you, you met somebody maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, when you, you maybe have experienced trauma or things may have changed for you. And are you the same person? And I think if you're not willing to grow together, if you guys just have completely different life goals, we we don't live in a time. And I think some people are still like this, where we got married, we got to stick it out till the end, no matter what, but we don't live in that time anymore where you have to stay married. Like, you know, I think my parents, my grandparents, I don't think they had a choice, my, you know, whether they were miserable or not, they had to stay. Yeah. I hope that we're learning better ways to talk about, talk to people about, yes, how to get help, how to find resources, how to work through things, but then also how to recognize when, you know, what are your own needs? What are the things you want from a relationship? And are you growing in that relationship? Is the other person growing with you? And really then allowing yourself to change your mind, you know, and that doesn't always mean divorce for people. Sometimes again, it means working through things. And mm-hmm. I guess the the main reason I wanted to talk to you about that too, is I think, again, it's all part of it. You know, you saying that you really had to get to a space where basically what is it, what it was, is you started choosing yourself and you started really deciding what it was that you needed. And so before that, you had all of these things that, you know, that's what happens a lot of times, right? We get the things we think we want, you know, we have the house, we have the kid, we have the marriage or we have whatever. And then one day you kind of wake up for some people and you're like, okay, but am I happy in this? Or how much of a struggle is this every day? Or where is my joy? And why am I having to work so hard to find it? And so really being able to like grow through that on a personal level changes your relationships just on the surface, you know, but then the deeper relationships, you know, your friendships, as you said, too, have changed 
just as you've kind of gone through this transformation process of choosing yourself and showing up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, I'm, I am happy. I'm, there, I'm not happy every day, you know, like there's just, yeah. nobody can be happy every day. So I think we should stop thinking about happiness as like an emotion, you know, where you feel something you're going to feel crappy. I mean, that's not, that doesn't mean you're not happy. Yeah. I think for me, happiness means that you are, like you said, you know, like in yourself, I guess your, your own person, your own, um, you are yourself. Like, you know, you, you get this one life, right? You have, and I don't know how many lives we get before or after none of us can remember. And some of us can, some of us can't, I don't know what that all is, but all I know is that we have this life to control. That's all we have. Right. So when you look at other women, you look at women who don't have the ability still to choose for themselves what they want, right? Um, children that don't have education, they're, they're not going to have those things. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to be in a position where you do get to decide your own fate, you should. I mean, you decide what you want for yourself, what makes you happy. And and like I said, not emo just, oh, I'm happy today. No, like in your core, what makes you feel like you're, you're a whole person, like, you know, um, like you're on solid ground, like you're not, like you said, floating through life, like what makes you feel like you're here and alive? That's the thing that you should pursue. Right. And I think, yeah, we we're so really just not very good at articulating emotion at all. Right. People know how, no, sorry. people know happy or sad or they're, they're mad but it's like really, you know, happiness is fleeting. What we should be teaching people is how to find joy. Okay. Cause that joy that comes from within the joy that isn't dependent on a place or a situation or any external factor. Right. Whereas, and then learning about all of the other emotions and how we can move through them and recognizing them and not pushing them aside, but then accepting them too. And being able to show up and be like, yeah, I'm not okay today. And instead of having people be like, oh, I'm so worried about you or what's wrong or thinking it's a cry for help being like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not okay. Is there anything I can do to help you be better or be like, okay. And one of the things too, is just, you start to recognize how uncomfortable people are with emotion, right? When you start to be okay with saying who you are and what you are, and this is what I'm feeling. Oh my goodness. Do other people show up in weird ways, right? Cause you start to see their their discomfort with different things or the ways that, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about things or move through things in. And that's been eye-opening for me as well, then to learn how to relate to people differently, because sometimes I want to just call people out and be like, yeah, I see you're scared right now, <laughs> but like, nobody wants to hear that shit. Right. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to take a minute and tell you about something I created that so many of us really need at a time in this world. There's so much going on and our attention is being pulled in a thousand different directions or so it feels. And oftentimes we find ourselves really neglecting our self-care. I created a self-care guide to help you get intentional with your practice, along with a routine tracker to ensure you are showing up and caring for yourself in the ways that you crave the most. Head over to Instagram and DM me at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire the term self-care, and I will send you the link to get the download. Now let's get back to this episode with Niana. <laughs> they do not. They do not. So um, it's it's so funny because when I was like little, I used to cry a lot, right? Like 
And then um, people used to make fun of me for crying a lot. So I just learned how to cry kind of silently. Like um, I'd be like, but I'm still going to cry, right? Like that's one of my, how I deal with things is crying. But um, like, you know, at work or in life, like people really don't see me crying. Um, but I think it's so necessary when you are feeling emotional and like, there's just nothing better than sitting here and bawling your eyes out for 10 minutes. And then you get up and you move on and you do what you got to do. So for me, that's one of my like things. And it's, it's my little secret thing that I do it. You know, it's interesting though, too, because sometimes people who haven't known me very long, they'll be like, how do you, you know, you were just upset and now you're fine. And it's like, that's because I know how to move through an emotion. I can sit right. with it when I need to sit with it and process it. But I also then I'm like, yep, I felt that. Okay. That's what that looked like. I can talk to it a little bit and then I can move through it and let it go. So yeah, on any given day, I'm like just riding that wave, you know, <laughs> like some days there are the major ups and downs or the stressors or the crisis. Like you're saying, it is rare that I think anybody goes through the day and it's like, I only felt happy today. And if they right. did, they probably weren't allowing themselves to feel other things is what I would honestly say. <laughs> so just- yeah really, you know, recognizing the spaces in, in all the things, like you said, it's not just about your relationships. It's professionally, it's personally, it's like, what are all the spaces where you want to want it to look different, where you want to have a different awareness, where you want to show up differently or as a different person and having the recognition that like, you get to do that, you know, even if you didn't do it yesterday, um, you get to do it today and really that that awareness. And that's why I love talking to you so much too. Just whenever we chat, you have such a good perspective on just like, yep, yeah, okay, I'm gonna show up. This is who I am right now. This is what I'm gonna do. And this is what I, here, here I am and whatever that looks like. Um, are there other things that you do to kind of really help maintain a more positive spirit, especially on days when you don't have a positive spirit? <laughs> I, I do try to meditate. Like, um, it has been life-changing for me to learn how to quiet my brain because I feel like my brain runs about way faster than my mouth runs and way faster than my body can run, but it's going all the time. So I do have to make time to meditate. And I haven't been good about that because, um, you know, like when you really do quiet your mind and you hear stuff and you're like, okay now I need to focus on this, right? And and the truth, you hear the truth and you don't, you're not necessarily ready to hear stuff. So you're kind of like, no, I'm just gonna keep dumbing myself down with something else or you know, take on something and that'll solve the problem. But really, I think ultimately it's just learning to um, just sit and focus and just be present, right? Be present in your own life and not, not in the future because, hey, that's anyone's guess. None of us could have predicted the pandemic would last like two years or however long it's been. I don't know how old we are at this point, but um, it's like I don't know. And we thought two weeks was a lot, right? And yeah. and but now we're all kind of fundamentally changed. Where um, you know people are teaching online, right? Like you're teaching online, and you're and I'm shifting to that way too. When I didn't think like. I'm gonna, we're all just going to have to learn new skills and stuff, but that can't replace the time we have to take to become ourselves. And you cannot become the next level version of you without, without meditation, without some kind of quiet time. And if not everybody can really meditate, right? Like it, it's one of those weird words that 
freak people out like new age weird stuff well people have been doing this for thousands of years right it's not new um second of all you don't have to do that if you're not comfortable I think you can do other things like I I try to do um other things like I write music and things like that that also feel like meditation for me because it's 15 minutes of listening to music where I'm putting down my words or my thoughts and so over the last like two years I've put out four songs that's awesome (laughs) yeah so I mean um I don't have any intentions like I I think I've told you I don't have any intentions of becoming a professional singer it's not something I enjoy it like I I don't want to get paid to do stuff like that like I don't want to you know it just I just want to have something that I enjoy doing that takes my mind off of all the other things I have to do and so I don't want to make something that I have to do music. You know, I don't have to do it if I don't want to do it. Right. You want to fuel that creative piece of yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's so much part of this. That's why I keep talking about, you know, being whole is how do we nurture all of those aspects of ourselves so that we can rec- you know, show up as a whole person. And so nurturing the creative aspect of yourself to quiet your mind. Yeah. Using meditation, you know, the meditation, you're absolutely right. You know, whatever that looks like for you to be able to still yourself, um, several years ago, I actually, I went to a psychiatrist and I was like, you know, I've been on and off different meds my whole life for various things for, you know, anxiety or depression or ADHD. And so I went in at this time and I was just like, I need something. I am really stressed out. Like I just, it's too much. I need some meds. And the, he looked at me and he's like, okay, so when is the last time you were still? And I was like, oh, well, I sit still sometimes at work, you know, and you know me. And for those of you who are listening and can't see me on video, I'm like super fidgety and all over the place all the time. So I was just like, I sit still sometimes at work or when I'm driving. And he was like, no, I mean, when are you still like inside? And I was like, I don't think I understand the question. (laughs) I was like, this does not resonate with me. What are you talking about? And so just really, it was this eye-opening spot where he's like, think about that. And I was like, no, I am well aware how my brain never shuts off. I am, that's why I'm here. Give me the drugs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he was like, he's like, okay, but have you considered all of these other things? And I had such resistance because I was just like, no, I don't have time for that shit. I'm too busy. That's why I'm anxious. Give me the meds. And again, this is not an anti-med conversation, but it's more of like, I'm so grateful to him because yeah, his script pad was right there, but it was really another push I needed because I knew it. I knew I should be sitting more still with myself. I knew I should be meditating or I hadn't been journaling in a while or whatever it was, right? But it's like really letting yourself sit there and sometimes you might not feel anything or sometimes you know your grocery list might pop into your head or you might then start spiraling off on another section, but just practicing that. And just sitting there and then realizing, okay, today I could only do it for 30 seconds or today I did it for a minute, but then recognizing what that feels like. And once you get there, like you're saying, then allowing, oh, now when I sit here like this, this is where my best ideas come in. These, this is where I really see where I'm in alignment. This is where I see like how some of these things that were stressing me out should look different or should fall away. You know, so sometimes it allows those thoughts to come in. Other times it allows me just to sit there and feel like I am still, and I don't get that feeling easily. It's something I really have to work for. Yeah. 
another thing I find really important is to kind of be in, like, I love the ocean, you know, so I live by the ocean, luckily. So I get to, I live five minutes away from the ocean. I don't go there enough. And, um, but when I do go, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, it just changes my whole outlook on life and my perspective just to kind of something about being in nature, right? And not everybody's lucky enough to have an ocean by them, but um, I feel like, you know, anything, anything, anything with a body of water tends to make me feel good. And I think I've heard that's like an empath kind of thing. We like to be near water. I don't know why I can't swim for my life. um, I like to look at it, (laughs) dip my feet in it, you know, and it really helps. So like, I think anyone who's struggling, really, you, it doesn't matter how much time you have. We all have um, things that are going to come up. We all have responsibilities. You know, some moms have multiple children that they're managing and uh, through the pandemic and homeschooling. So I feel lucky that I only have the one, because if I had multiple, I really don't know how I would handle it, but people do it, you know, but um, you still have to find time for yourself. It's not negotiable. You know, you, you can't put yourself last. It doesn't matter who else is, um, who else you're responsible for. Cause these, you're responsible for your children until the day you leave the planet, right. In some ways and less as they grow older, but you know, some kids need support throughout their twenties and thirties. And you're not, you don't know if you're going to be that parent. So whatever comes your way, comes your way. But um, if you don't have the skills or the tools within yourself to be able to manage your life, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. And, no. and so, yeah. And recognizing within that, you know, I just came off of a semester where I taught family calm again and family communication. And that's always such an eye-opening space for me because I get to sit and listen to all my students talk about their lives and what it looked like and compare that to the research and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things too, is like, we're doing our children a disservice by not putting ourselves first, because then we're not showing them how to do that. Right. And that's right. what parents too it's like okay your kids do see you busy you stressed out they see you putting everybody else first is that what you want for them do you want them 20 years from now to feel like you feel and if not then start showing them okay yes this is why I need to have my cup of coffee in the morning and again obviously it has to change with like different ages and different abilities of children and things like that and everybody's navigating that for themselves but really just even starting with the mindset that you get to come first. So many people don't even have that because we don't understand that we do have needs. You don't understand, you know, people don't understand what, if I don't get my needs met, here's how it shows up in other ways. You know, so, so many of like relational frustrations or resentments or things like that, it comes back to, we didn't put ourselves first. We didn't honor our needs. We extended ourselves to other people, or we thought we were helping at the expense of ourselves because we could handle it or whatever. Right. And so I really, you know, I love the way you put that in the way we're just talking about how it is really, it's discipline to also put yourself first, right? It's a choice and it's a commitment. And it's honestly a much harder commitment than giving yourself to somebody else. It just is. So it's like really making that choice every day of like, okay, I also, I choose myself first so I can be a better mom. So I can be a better friend. So I can be a kick-ass professional or whatever it is. Right. So really, you know, 
I guess what we all need then going forward is that continued accountability and that continued, you know, let's, let's do that for one another and empower and hold each other accountable. So you and I talked about that before we kind of started recording today is just really, you know, as friends holding each other accountable as business owners, holding each other accountable. And I think that's something too, I want to say to people, if you are struggling or if you don't know how to do this, or if you are feeling alone, you're absolutely not alone. You know, everybody is like so many of the things that we're talking about here today. You know, you could go up to five different people at a random grocery store and they would say these things, you know? So just really recognizing that some of what can help you feel more in control when all of this uncertainty is swirling is talking about it or is recognizing that other people are going through that too and taking ownership over it and then being willing to take those steps to put yourself first or to take some space. Yeah, and one of the most important things in whatever your journey is, is to find people that share that goal or that journey because um, people can relate, right, to you as much as they can relate. Like, like you know, my some family, friends, they're not interested in things I'm interested in and that's fine like you know we're allowed to have different thoughts so I can talk to them about things but I can't expect them to understand um yeah. but I think that's been a source of conflict you know for me is that I expect well if I'm going through this and my brain is stuck on I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to do this or I want to do that I, I kind of expect other people to understand and it was eye awakening for me to realize well that's completely ridiculous I cannot expect people who are not going through what I'm going through to understand where I'm coming from or why I'm doing things or, you know, but I can just try to be um, a little bit more easygoing, I guess. I, I, I don't have that reputation where I'm like <laughs> easy to get along with soul, but I don't see myself as a conflict driven person. You know what I mean? I feel like I try to accommodate people and stuff like that. So, um, I've had to see that within myself, that people are going to have these ideas and opinions and it's fine. It's fine. Let them have it. You know, you have to work. You have to focus on your own goals and keep whatever the vision is for yourself in your own heart and in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody else is important in your life, your family, your friends, your job, everything is important. But the thing that you're being drawn to, called to, the thing that wakes you up in the morning that you feel excited about you need to pursue that you yeah. need to get up and do something about it because um the time will go you know nobody knows what's going to happen in the future but you don't want to leave this planet and say hey i never pursued what i wanted to pursue or i never yeah. tried who cares if you fail 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 it's just another stepping stone into something better you know and yeah. if you keep that perspective that well, I'm here and, you know, I'm here to live my life and it's not predetermined. I mean, some people say it is, but I don't know that. You don't know that. None of us know what's predetermined or not. So let's just see where, you know, our heart calls us. Let's see where we can, um, where we can grow and let's find the people that can pull us accountable to our vision. And so I'm so grateful that we've been able to kind of connect and um, randomly connected, right? Like on, on a group where I was working on a podcast and now, you know, we're talking about accountability. And so I'm so excited and so grateful to be here and I'm excited to participate in your podcast and, um, look forward to, you know, our future 
collaborations and things like that. No, I'm, thank you so much for your time today and just for sharing so many different pieces of your life and the ways that you really navigate and wake up every day to show up to be your, your whole self. So, um, you know, I know you have so many things upcoming and I'll, of course, I'll link everything for everyone in, one in the show notes, but is there anywhere that you want to point people to or anything that you're really excited about that you want to share with people or how they can find you? Yeah, I mean, uh, just over the, like, the last year, you know, like, I've always kind of um, been drawn to, like, teaching entrepreneurship, you know, all these different things, and um, it felt like I was kind of spinning my wheels trying to figure out my passion, my purpose, you know, like, you know how you listen to enough self-development stuff, you're going to be looking for your passion and your purpose, like, every <laughs> yeah. day. and then you don't find it, you're like, I'm a loser, I don't have one, mm-hmm. you know, but I think, um, it's a process and through the process of just trying different things, I got an opportunity to put together some courses for um, people looking to uh, become a U.S. citizen. So I'm working on releasing that you know, course where people can learn online about become a, becoming a um, sort of a naturalized citizen. And I'm a naturalized citizen, so I'm so excited to give a part of my experience back to someone that it can help. And that kind of led me down to... Um, you know, how I can be of more impact because I felt like I wasn't making an impact the way I wanted to. So I started thinking about my own experience as a woman, as a, as an immigrant, as a, um, a mother, you know, like just the different things I have and then work, you know, like how can I give back and still work and still have my own business and still do all these things. So, uh, I'm, I got my certificate in diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workforce. So I'm really excited about that and um, rolling out some courses and things like that. And we're going to be starting in, you know, mid-February where we're talking about, um, you know, full day kind of courses to help organizations um, build their initial strategy. Because, you know, you can't build a strategy in one day. You kind of need long-term ongoing support from professionals that, are in the space, but um, I want to be able to start those conversations and I want to be able to help um, as many people as I can. <laughs> but I did set a goal for myself that I want to be able to train um, in the upcoming year a thousand people for diversity, equity, and inclusion. I don't know if I'll make the goal or not, but we're gonna we're gonna figure that out somehow. <laughs> Well, I love it. I love that you're just so inspired to continue to reach for your goals. And now you're using your own experience and your own history to help more people. And I'm excited that we'll get to work together to do some of those things. And you're going to meet that goal because we're accountability partners and we are going to crush some things. So thank you again for everyone who's listening. And if you need an accountability partner, find one, find those people who inspire you, find the people who encourage you and lift you up and support you. And if you don't know who those people are in person, look on social media, find people who inspire you in that way. It doesn't have to be someone, you know, it can be anyone who helps give you that feeling that you are empowered and that you can work towards something and be who you really want to be inside. So thank you so much for everyone for listening to part of this conversation today. Thank you, Nayana. I'm so happy to see you and so grateful that you were here today. Thanks, I'm everyone. so happy and grateful too. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. I'm so awkward. at that. Wow. How great was the episode today? I loved getting to chat with Nayana. Here are a few of my takeaways. Number one, if you're not aware of what you're doing in the moment, you may wake up one day and realize you're deep in debt or have gone down a rabbit hole you might not be proud of. Grief is hard. So give yourself grace and be proud that you're doing the best you can in the moment. 
Number two, good enough is good enough when you're going through the day to day and you might not be fully mentally present. Celebrate the little ways you are showing up even when you feel a complete resistance to do so. Number three, divorce can be messy and everyone in the situation processes things differently. This is important to remember in order to honor and respect everyone's healing journey. Number four, if you're feeling unhappy in a relationship, take a look at how you've grown as a person and how the relationship supports your evolution as a human. Sometimes we wake up and realize that it's time to put ourselves first and allow ourselves to change our mind about our relationships. Number five, meditation can be such a positively powerful tool to calm your body and allow yourself to be in the flow to listen to the guidance that is meant for you to ultimately lead you to the next level of joy. Thanks again for being here today. Have a great week.